La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille Hey, bonjour Rugby Friend and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Landieu, and... And moi, Mike Pierce. And how are you, Mike? Very well, thank you. Yes, just getting ready to go down to Cardiff, ready for Wales, Scotland. So, yeah, the big one. How is your heart? Because last week wasn't so great regarding Wales. No, very disappointed performance from Wales, I have to say. But hopefully they can put that behind them and, and give a good count of themselves against Scotland, who, of course, beat England at the weekend. Some some fascinating Six Nations encounters coming up this weekend. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? I would say that France won against Ireland, but it took some time, a bit like Viagra. It took like yeah. half an hour to kickstart. It's but Italy, then, you, know, you mean, of course, not Ireland. Oh yes, did I say Ireland? No, I was saying it took some time for, for France to get the momentum. But I think a few reasons. First of all, it was raining cats and dogs. The team hadn't played for three months. And I think five team members had been plagued previously the week before with COVID. So we've got excuses. Plus, plus Fabien Gatia, our friend, Fabien was in bed. <laughs> On the phone to yeah. Rafael Ibanez, <laughs> ordering about what to do. But yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, job done. But congrats to Italy because I've, I thought that Italy is getting stronger and stronger. Well, I thought they played very well first half, to be honest. And I think that's probably why why France didn't get going. You know, they scored the first try, didn't they? And it was only 18-10 at half time. So yeah, I think we've got to give some some credit to to Italy but of course you know Villiers with his three tries wow what a what a performance he gave wonderful i'm so happy that he he, he changed you know he moved from the rugby seven to rugby union because it's it's really one one to uh, to watch and one to keep it was absolutely amazing and of course it's part of the uh, 15 starting against Ireland this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. And he's in my and he was in my fantasy get Six Nations team, so he got me 125 points. So I love him even oh, more. Oh, that's brilliant! So tell me more about your fantasy uh, rugby thingy. You know what is it? Yeah, it's with the, it's with Guinness at the Guinness Six Nations. They run a fantasy fantasy league, so you pick your team each week, and and the players get points. You know, depending on how well they do in in certain areas. So right. I had I had Villiers on one wing and Damien Penn on the other. So they, they got me some points which uh, which which made up for the Welsh players that lost me some money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it was to be expected to be perfectly honest because Wales have suffered very badly from the injury curse. They had, they had so many players injured. And to be fair, Ireland, you know, what a performance from Ireland as well. You know, Wales were poor, but Ireland on the, on the other end of the spectrum were absolutely superb and yeah you know it all setting up nicely isn't it for for the game on Saturday but of course Johnny Sexton is out you know the man who pulled all the strings and really that is a massive massive blow to Ireland to lose Sexton and uh, you know a massive bonus for France so Joey Carberry's in at fly half 
you know, much less a very talented player, but certainly not the not the force that Johnny Sexton was. And I mean, he is their their playmaker. I mean, at the weekend against Wales, they sort of used him like uh, like a quarterback in American football. The strike runners were in front of him, and he was controlling things behind. He set up everything. And of course, a very good goal kicker. So, you know, that is a monumental loss for Ireland. And I think it must swing, you know, the, the prospect of, of a France win even more in their favour. You know what? In other thing, n- nothing is set early, no. So anything can happen on the day. But I have to say, Johnny Sexton did break my heart in 2018. When he kicked that drop goal. At yeah, the in injury in time as well, match. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's dreadful. That was hard. So, Johnny, so I think there is a rugby goat somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, I wish him the best. But uh, again, I think the crunch is going to happen this weekend. It's going to be the green crunch uh, rather than the crunch on the 19th of March. So, yeah, definitely one to to watch. So, we have the the name of the players that will play on Saturday, Mike. We do. It's fullback Melvin Gemini. Uh, Jaminet, sorry, the wingers are Gabien Villiers and Damien Peno. In the centres, Gail Ficou and uh, Yorick Moifana. Halfbacks, Dupont and Antamak. In the front row, Cyril Bailey, Julian Marchand and Winnie Antonio. Second row is Cameron Wocky and Paul Willemser. And a back row of Francois Croce. Anthony Gelange and Gregory Aldrich. I mean, Gregory Aldrich was absolutely massive against Italy. Top carrier with 21 carries, top tackler with 13 tackles, and he carried the most metres, 121. You know, the La Rochelle number eight is absolutely, you know, he's absolutely human dynamo. Is it what you say in English? I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> Full on. But having said that, we you know we cannot notice that obviously, you know, Jalibert is not part of the squad as well as Dante because they have both been injured. So that's why you got some newcomers you mentioned. My father, yeah, he's coming for Dante. And on the bench, I didn't mention actually the, the replacements who are Mo Varka, Jean Baptiste Gross, Damba Bemba. Demba Bamba, even Demba Bamba, Demba Bamba, Roman Taofafanu, Thibaut Flamand, Dylan Cretan, Maxim Luku, and Tomo Ramos. Tomo Ramos, yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a, a, a tantalizing game, you know, really, really want to watch. It's going to be the Green Crunch because you, you, you never know. I think the Irish team. According to my research, I haven't lost any games for the last nine times. So, okay, that's a, will be a challenge for France, knowing that last week they were a bit, come see, come side. So, as I said, you know, in my comment on Twitter, last week was a starter, but yeah. this week is very much le plat de résistance, which is the, the main course. But knowing the, the, the intelligent strategy, of Fabien Gatier and Labit and Sean Edward and so on, I would say anything can happen. You know, everybody thinks that French will play hard, but again, we'll see. We'll see on the day. But at least it's not going to rain. No rain. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the good news is the forecast is dry. So that, yes, yeah, th- thank goodness. Yeah. But everybody's 
building this up as the decider. But of course, you forget that France has still got to go to Murrayfield, where they've never done very well. They've got to go to Cardiff. And Ireland also have to go to Twickenham, which which is always a tough game for them. So, you know, <laughs> it's not all over for the losers of this game. But, but as you rightly say, it is an absolute crunch match. And whoever wins it really have sort of, you'd think, one foot in the door of, of getting the title. If that's not mixing my metaphors. Yes, yeah. I always say t- time will tell, time will tell. So, but yes, so we'll see. So what do you make about the rest of the games, you know, last week and uh, and this week, you know, for the other nations, for our listeners? Well, I think we'll gloss over the Ireland-Wales game for obvious reasons, because Wales was stuffed. But, I mean, Scotland-England was an absolutely titanic struggle, wasn't it, in the rain in Edinburgh? And, you know, a match perhaps not, high on quality but on excitement you know it was absolutely superb you know i'm sure everybody knows scotland won 2017 just yeah. about but i i wonder why the question everybody's wondering mike is why did did eddie john decide to remove marcus Smith? yeah i know it's, it's, it's baffling because they were 17 10 up he was taken off after 63 minutes england had all the momentum they were controlling the game and when he went off you know fortunes changed england gave away a penalty try had a yellow card and you know they never never really covered a very I think I think Eddie Jones has alluded in the press conference that, you know, it's easy in hindsight. And I'm sure if he had his time again, he, he'd leave him on. But, yeah, it's a baffling decision, you have to say. Yeah, I, I, having said that, you know, he's only human. Everybody makes mistakes. So we will know next time, you know. C'est, c'est la vie, as we it's say a, in French. A bit like Boris Johnson, he'll blame other people, I guess. Uh, no politics here on this podcast. It's a, it's a, a politic-free Politic-free podcast, okay. oh, A bit like Macron. Saturday, it all kicks off in Cardiff at 2.15. We've got Wales v Scotland. You know, Scotland coming down full of confidence. They haven't won in Cardiff for 20 years, but, you know, they, you fan- certainly fancy their chances now. Wales have got further injury. Josh Adams is out. But, you know, this is a cup final for Wales. They've got to win this one to to have any realistic title hopes. And after the, you know, pretty dismal performance of last week, I'm sure they'll be fired up. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating encounter. The roof will be open in Cardiff because of COVID regulations and the forecast is for rain. So it could be... Uh, it could be a bit of a slugfest, but uh, but we shall see. And then, of course, you know, as we already mentioned, at four forty-five UK time, France face Ireland, uh, which we already discussed. And then on Sunday, Ireland, sorry, England go out to Rome to play Italy. That's a three PM kickoff on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. If Italy can improve, and you know, it would be nice if at least they give England a hard game, but. Uh, you know, you have to fancy England on that one, I guess. But having said that, you know, I have to raise my beret twice regarding last weekend. The first time is obviously regarding the the hat-trick of Gabin Villiers, who scored yeah. three tries, which was absolutely amazing. And also, you know, uh, the first try that, uh, I forgot his name, I think Lemon Chilo is only 19 Lemon years old. Ch- <laughs> It's <laughs> not Lemoncello, sorry. <laughs> what is his name? I forgot. His name is... I can't remember. It's Mom... See, I did think it's funny enough. When you say that, I did think of Lemon 
limoncello when you so but you know credit to him people our listeners will know who we are talking yeah about. our italian listeners will know if they if we haven't offended them <laughs> But you know, he was the youngest, the youngest player at the tender age of 19, I think 60 days, to have scored the first try in the Six Nations. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, kudos, kudos to him. I have to say the Italian very strong in defense. I've, I've definitely seen an improvement. <laughs> You know, Frank Minel, I had such a lovely, lovely time. I was yeah, so extremely crazy. grateful for him to have spent one hour, you know, with me. Uh, and what a man, what a player, so humble. And, you know, let's not forget that he won four times the Five Nations, including the Grand Slam. 1998, when they shared it with Wales. Uh, yes, <laughs> but he won the Grand Slam against Wales in 1987. And yeah, what a what a team that was with Blanco, with Sela, with uh, Saint André. That's an amazing, amazing yeah. time. I'm really happy that you have said yes for my invitation. You are one rugby legend. Thank you. Thank you, Veronica. No, yeah. Is there a player that you are really proud of? If you were at the place of Fabien Gatti that you, you know you've played with him, which advice would you give him? It's difficult for me to answer this question because I never had the feeling that the French team was so close to, to do it. I, I, think, I think they can do it in 2023. They've got a very mature team. All the guys like Romain Damac uh, and and his band were. I think they became already a world champion with the uh, under eight, under nineties or under twenties. Yes, but they, they have already this fantastic experience. And mm -hmm. when they are playing, when I see Romain Damac, I see a little uh, a little Carter, a little Dan Carter. He's uh, very quiet. He doesn't show his emotion. He, he's Deeply, he's a Latin, but what, what he shows, what, what he is not that. So Dupont, same thing. I mean, they, they've got emotion inside. And so I think their quality today, the quality of this team is that they, they will be able and they will be strong enough to face any pressure. It's the feeling I have when I see them playing. They are calm. They, I think it's kind of, they are mature. And this is maybe what we didn't have during the last final. We, we are still French and we, we lose our, uh, our series, uh, our rigor. And I, I think, and, and I, I have the feeling that those guys, those young players, they are 23 years old in balance. I mean, this is the, this is the la moyenne. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the I think they're ready and I think they will be ready. You never know what, what can happen because the, the All Blacks, they, they won't show what they, what they showed in November. They will, they will show something else, something different. I, I'm sure that the English team will be ready as well. And each time when a World Cup is coming, you have surprises. But I can tell you, I may be wrong. It's maybe because it's the last time I will see a World Cup in France, but I have the feeling that they can do it. They can. Yes. And, and honestly, I will be very happy if they can do that. Even better if they can win the Six Nations, you know, that thing that would psychologically, I think, would provide them a big boot, but, but we'll see. So you were talking to me about that bow tie you felt would be, hey, there's something there. 
you know, I think there is a niche that we can exploit. Obviously, you got some personalized uh, advice from Jacques Seguela, who was one of the most important marketeers, I think, in France at that time. Mm -hmm. And so from the bow tie, you, you decided to create a very high quality range of clothing. And I would say Eden Park, because I've been living in England for many times. For me, Eden Park is like the French half of Lorraine. That's very high quality. I take it like a, like a compliment, but we are, yeah, we, we, we used to grow during, during 20 years with those influence, uh, this big influence. And, and it's true that in terms of marketing, Ralph Lawrence is still an example. We had, we had also uh, a French brand called Fasonable who was uh, really known by their quality, the quality of their products using Italian fabric. And, uh, and today we are still using uh, some Italian fabric, Peruvian. Pima cotton and the quality is for, is for us something extremely important. And this is maybe the reason why the brand is crossing the different crises and, and facing them with uh, good fidelity from, from our clients. And even we, when we have some problem, they're coming back uh, to, to the brand mainly because of this quality. Of course, because of the, the, the story, which is different. And of course, a little, how do you say that they can. LA in France, but a bit, as you say, maybe is it correct? This, this, this expression is maybe correct in English. It is an, an offbeat brand, Decalé. It's a brand which show something quite special. But, yeah. and of course, a, a special DNA coming from rugby and using all the details and the graphic details coming from the rugby jersey or the cut and soon and the oval buttons. But anyway, we're still uh, more than alive and we are launching now in the United States and the brand is, is booming, still booming. So we have already two shops in Miami and a good site. And, and so so it's the new targets, the new objective of the, of the brand. And, uh, and we'll, we'll be, of course, for, for 2023, uh, very ready to welcome all our British friends. We will be... And I, I know already that a lot of British people, and friends, will, will come for this, this World Cup. Yes, and you have shops as well, uh, outlets in the UK, of course. Yeah, yeah, we, we're doing, we, we were lucky, I would say now, more than, than five years ago, we, we were lucky and we were extremely proud, of, of course, to, to have been the one of the good sponsors of the English team. We decided to, to stop and we still are a sponsor of uh, the Irish team yet. So it's a long story. It's, I mean, the English have, have invented the rugby and we're, we're trying to, to, well, to, to be not, not far from, from, from this idea. And we know that we, we have to show a good quality. I mean, just in the honor of, of this English rugby, which has been invented a long time ago. And we are. When I'm, when I'm hungry, <laughs> uh, I said that, that English put some rules on a sport which was called La Soule. In, in exactly. Europe. I was about to say that. Yes, from the south of West, from the Pays Basque. Yeah. But, but, but honestly, I, I, I must accept that the English put the, the right rules to, to, to make this, this fantastic uh, sport and we, we all love, and which is more than a sport. It's also a way of education and a way of instruction. And I would be very happy if the French government could one day be influenced by rugby at school and, and, to, and also to try to put a lot of more rugby in, in education. And I think we will come slowly uh, more and more with the fact that, uh, you know, France is hosting the 2023 World Cup. So already there's much more 
motivation from the schools from and we have some rock star in your time you had so we had yourself Frank Menel Philippe Lafont who were the other your other racing club uh, star show star did I forget one or two no, oh Pierre had, uh, Guillard Eric Blanc and then Philippe Guillard was, was today also doing very well in cinema because he's a producer and he did the three movies. Uh-huh. So they, they all have their, their life after, after rugby and they're, they're doing well. And uh, in this sport, it's also interesting to see that all, all, all my old friends like Will, they're doing well in their job today or Jeremy at, at, at on TV or, or, or Nick Farr Jones in, in, in Australia or Gavin Hastings in Scotland. They, And so when we have when we have the occasion to to meet each together and to to, to drink a, a nice uh, small beer, uh, <laughs> small very, you said, yeah, <laughs> or maybe wine. Happy. It's, it's it's good to 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 see uh, each guys again and, and just to just to take news. Yes, and, and finally, Frank, I was saying that I can't remember who told me that. Maybe Philippe Sela told me that uh, once or twice a year before the Six Nations, former players meet and they play golf. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, honestly, yeah, we we don't do that enough. And uh, being a rugby player means that you 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 are not. You, I mean, at that time, thirty uh, years ago, we were not working. So so we had fun during twenty seven years, even thirty years. And when came the the, the real life. Uh, which means to work, we, we were very late. We had to come back to the real life and work more maybe than other people. So so during 10 years, we didn't see each other a lot. We were under pressure to try to come back to the real life. And so today we have jobs and maybe a, a more stable life with wives and, and children. And now we, we are taking the, the time to, to, to meet each other with, with a lot of pleasure. And then, and then, which is awful for all the people who are listening to us, we are telling them our stories. <laughs> it's boring sometimes. No, it's brilliant. And we'll finish off. Tell me a funny anecdote during your time. La troisième mi-temps. Because yeah. I heard some stories from Kiran, Kiran Bracken. Yes, so he told me about some, some plays they did to Philippe Sela, you know, when they said to Philippe Sela, hey, you know, in England, you know, you go naked in, in, in a sonarium. And he was the only one. <laughs> and there was oh, yeah. some woman. No, but did you do, have you got any jokes to share with her? No, but it's, uh... Of course, when you're living with friends and we're spending a lot of times and uh, in the racing, we were, I mean, not me, but in the backs, two players were living in the same apartment. Two other players was living mm-hmm. in the same apartment in Paris. So you can imagine that uh, when you're going out twice or three times a week, uh, of course, you, you, you're building many, many stories and funny stories. And, and furthermore, when you are a little star, rugby star in Paris at that time, it was, it was also uh, an opportunity to, to have a fantastic experience of everything. And it was a different time. We were not professional. We were amateur, but we had to, to have fun anyway. And I, I love the, I love the, the approach of this, of this rugby. And it was an extraordinary experience in my life. I think it, it makes us real people, real men. And I think we have the, the sense of different attributes like, uh, like, uh, education, tolerance, the way to listen to listen to people, not to uh, humility sometimes. And uh, well, again, it's uh, f- for us as French, 
even maybe more maybe that that the English because because the English are born in this culture for us we are discovering this culture when we are growing because it, this is not native in France mm -hmm. so the rugby is really helping us to become I think a better human being I hope so I hope so that sounds, that sounds good yeah the rugby values are very admirable in terms of a partnership you know rigor Working, working as one team, having some clear objectives, you know, being better than the competition. And that can apply to any line of business. Hence the reason why I met with all the former rugby players. And I have to say, majority of them have been doing really, really well professionally, you know, in businesses, in IT, in, in TV. So, yeah, that's something very positive and good about the rugby culture. You never wanted to play in England. Of course, I wanted to, to, to travel. I wanted to go to South Africa, to Australia, but I, I was, in fact, I was, I was kidnapped. I, I couldn't, I couldn't move because we launched the brand, uh, we launched um, the company very early. In, yes. In, uh, I, we launched the brand, we launched the company at the time where I had my first cap. So I didn't have the occasion to. Yes. Unfortunately, to travel a lot. So it's, it's a pleasure now to maybe to travel a little more and to take time because when you, when you're a rugby player and you're making you're making uh, tours mm -hmm. you just see the the, the field the hotel yes. and the and the airport mm -hmm. yes <laughs> I, i think i didn't see even a kangaroo uh, in australia <laughs> you know, so so now it's it's a, it's a good time and it's a good um, opportunity to to go to go back there and and to take time a little bit to yes to be a real tourist and to take back and say wow What I did in yeah. my youth was amazing, and now what I'm what I've built up is for your family, for your descendants. That that's great. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Merci, merci, Véronique. Merci. It was a pleasure as well. Ça Sorry for my pigeon, uh, my pigeon English. I'm trying to. Oh, il est très bon. Il est ex. Top 14, yeah, there was a pack program last weekend. I think the biggest shock probably was Pepignon beating Toulouse, 36-13. Lyon, they beat Stade Francais, 26-22. Montpellier, sorry, yeah, Montpellier beat Poe, 29-12. Racing, 57, Brive, 19. Well, poor old Toulon. They lost at home, 22-10 to Castres. And, you know, Toulon now bottom of the table. Who'd have ever thought that? And Biarritz, a win for them. They beat La Rochelle 27-24. The Clermont and Bordeaux game was called off. So, yeah, as I say, Toulon, bottom of the table. Unbelievable. Something not going quite right. It looks like um, Toulon is the place where players are going there to retire. You know, you got some really, really prestigious players such as Colby and 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 others and maybe they need that uh, hunger to win they need like a i don't know a, i would say a big kick up the bottom yeah yeah <laughs> but but i think you know because they're so so well paid as well they're earning as much as a as a ceo of, a, of an english company you know so you wonder where is their appetite to win you know where it's gone and you know uh, what was you know really really sad is that majority of the supporters left before the end of the game last uh, yeah. last week so it's really they're really not in good shape yeah so that's a bad I, sign I, yeah 
Yeah, so they, they need something. They need, uh, obviously, you know, that they change the coach, but it's just a question of, hey, guys, don't you have any pride? You know what I'm thinking of? Yeah, they've got a talented, you know? I mean, as the, the, the main man we just talked about, Gabin Villiers, the winger who scored three tries, you know, he's he's at Toulon. You know, Sergio Parise, Facundo Issa, as you say, Cheslin Colby, you know, they're a talented bunch. So, yeah, they in mitigation they have played two games less than anybody else but still a, a team of Toulon's stature shouldn't be at the at the bottom end of the table you know they're below uh <laughs> below they're below Brie yes. they're below Pepignon you know it's yeah it's almost yeah. almost hard to believe maybe yeah maybe they need a, a speech talk you know from our friend uh, Johnny Wilkinson I say guys you know what are you made of you are becoming the just uh, a laughing stock you know and yeah it reminds me little bit little bit of the situation where Montpellier was last year when yeah that's before right Philippe, before Philippe Saint-André took, uh, took over the reign I read somewhere that you know they they came to play and they were paid a massive massive salary and even if they lost you know there was something wrong. They, they, they didn't really care. But I think, you know, what is missing in the Toulon team is the cohesion, you know, the sense of team sportship, I think. But that, again, that's my... that's my. Yeah, uh, you know, you're right. That's a, that's a good analogy because Montpellier have turned it around with almost, you know, the, identically the, the same players. So, you know, I'm sure Toulon will, you know, will, will sort it out. I think it is getting the right coaching team in place because that's what Montpellier did and you know making an English comparison Leicester at the bottom last year they changed their coaching setup and you know they're taking the Gallagher premiership by storm so yeah, yeah you think it's it, something behind the scenes that is that is the problem correct I think uh, Mike you and me we need to go down to Toulon and just oh, share, I think they... <laughs> share our French Welsh uh, expertise in the rugby and just give up some yeah I think talk. you could manage it you know you you've got you've got the vocabulary I'd I'd, I'd just make things worse <laughs> I will translate for you you know we'll go down with Johnny Wilkinson down to Toulon but uh, so anyway so the score of the top 14 let me repeat in a French way you know the top score so at the top is bordeaux bègle followed very closely by Montpellier, five points behind, then Lyon, Castres, Castres doing really, really well, you know, in the top in number four right now. Uh, Toulouse, Toulouse has been a bit lagging behind, you know, as like you were saying, you lost this weekend, you know, last weekend. They were beaten at home, but uh, obviously, you know, the uh, strong players were were not there. But then six, Hassing 92 going up. The number seven got La Rochelle. Number eight, Clermont. Number nine, Pau. Can you say Pau? Pau. The perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you got mm. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, ten, Stade Francais. And then the last four, Perpignan 11, 12, Brive, Biarritz uh, 13 and 14, Toulon. And I mean, from the 11 on the 11 and 12 February, Toulouse will play against Stade Français, Racing against Pau, Brive versus Clermont, and Toulon versus Bordeaux. Like you were saying, they've got a few matches to catch up. Excellent. French lessons. Oh, I thought I got away with it this week. I thought I'd escape. <laughs> 
No way, no way. So I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the, the weather was absolutely horrid last weekend. And French people, if you look at the World Champion Cups, they are very, very bad at playing um, under rainy conditions. And I think it's a little piece of advice for Fabien Gatier. Instead of training the, the, the French team, you know, down in the south, near Cassis in Marseille, take the plunge and move his training camp in, uh, in Normandy or in Brittany. Yeah, take it to Wales that rains seven days a week. <laughs> You know, this is where so they yes, make good point. nation. Yeah. So Fabien, if you listen to that podcast, please listen to my advice because I think it was like six degrees in Paris last week. And you could see, I think it was walking yeah. with his blanket, you yeah. know, say, uh, come on, because it was like 20 degrees, you know, in the south of France. Anyway, so can, can I just say, say, though, can I just say, though, before you, you ask me that, I've got an even better idea. Let's play all France's home games in the south. You know, the south is the hotbed of rugby. While playing in Paris, we can all go down to Marseille. You know, let's go down there and watch France play in February. It'll be much nicer. But anyway, yeah, back to the French lesson. Go on. Yeah, so how do you say, and I said it earlier, you were probably not listening because no, you're mad. No, yeah. <laughs> how do you say it's raining cats and dogs? I would I would personally say beaucoup de pluie, but there you go. That's that's just, you know, local. I would say pluie et chien. <laughs> that's that's quite good you know that's yeah, like it's, the not, first it's, year. it's the right words but not in the right order <laughs> no actually we have a different terminology okay. we say it we said il pleut des cordes it's raining ropes ropes oh yeah i, yeah, I understand that yeah where, yeah. where is it? I think it's better than the cat and dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we better? we have a similar thing in in Britain. We say it's raining stair rods, which is a similar sort of thing. Okay, so I learned something today. So you yeah. know now, il pleut des cordes. Il pleut des cordes. Well, I'll be going to Marseille, so it won't rain. So let's forget about the rain. <laughs> you wish, you wish, unlikely somehow. <laughs> friends i hope you enjoyed our episode of french rugby connections um, yes and if you did then please let us know and if you didn't please don't say anything and have a great weekend enjoy the six nations enjoy it safely and we'll be back with you next week with all the reports and uh, yeah have a good one and more french lesson and hopefully you know win for france and for uh, pay de gal oui <rire> Au revoir. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic tac tic tic. Les oiseaux du lac pic pac pic pic. Glou 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche ding ding dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.